0: Hello, friends. It's your old pal, Aria Hawani, back with another edition of DC and Hawani. It's our big one-year anniversary show. Very exciting times. And, of course, so much going on in the world of MMA. Brunson Holland this past weekend. Of course, UFC 260 coming up this coming weekend. Khabib officially walking away. Title fights, book galore. I mean, just a lot to get to. But before we get to all of that, I do want to tell you about our good friends over at The Daily Wager. They are ESPN's newest podcast for all your betting information on tonight's games. And Lord knows there's a lot going on in sports with March Madness, NBA playoffs coming up, NHL, baseball coming up. I mean, just a ton going on. So listen every weekday afternoon for the latest info on the biggest games and plays. Again, that's Daily Wager. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, this weekend, it's UFC 260 live from Las Vegas. The highly anticipated heavyweight title rematch for the Undisputed Belt. Stipe Miocic, the champion, returning against Francis Ngannou, who's been on an absolute tear as of late. Can't wait for it. A fight that is three years in the making. It goes down this Saturday. And of course, exclusively available to ESPN Plus subscribers for just $69.99. Visit ESPNPlus.com slash PPV for more. Again, March 27th, this Saturday, UFC 260. It's a great card. Check it out. All right. On to today's program, where we shall talk about UFC 260 and a heck of a lot more. And as always, listener discretion is advised.
1: Enjoy. Now, making their way to the microphone, DC and Helwani. Yeah. Uh, it's a so good. Yeah, What
0: is a,
2: a slop? You
0: know, a little nap. A little nap. You guys don't call it a slop. Oh, no. <laughs> Here's Daniel Cormier and Ariel Helwani. Back in your life on this fourth week of March. 2021 hello again everyone welcome back to a brand new edition of dc and helwani of course that's the birthday boy dc daniel cormier and i am helwani aria hawani a day late actually two days late at this point dc happy birthday to you the big four two yes the big four yes, two how yes. was it
2: 42 years old today is actually my cousin terry's birthday he's oh, two wow. days after me 42 years old same thing grew up together, but yeah, man, it was great. I, um, I did exactly what I do every single year for my birthday. It's the weekend of the NCAA wrestling tournament. So I just sit on the couch from Thursday until Saturday, watching wrestling, had some friends over, we watch wrestling and watch fights and it was good. And listen, Hey man, wrestling, I feel has changed so much because before I used to have to stay up to the middle of the night to watch wrestling, in the Olympics, but now you know ESPN I'm I, not because I work here you know not because I work here but the reality is ESPN now provides on the app and on the networks I watch every single match so now I'm just in wrestling heaven and I would like to say as a birthday gift, thank you, ESPN. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, mean, not because come. I work here or anything. You know, it's just the truth. I
0: mean, come on. Corporate DC <laughs> in full effect in the first two minutes of the program. Um, so, of course, I do want to wish you once again a happy birthday. Hope it was great. Hope you have a great year. And wouldn't you know it, it was exactly one year ago this week, my friend, that this show was born in this particular format, uh, in the midst of all the uncertainty, in the midst of all the uh, anxiety. At the very beginning of all of this, we did this program. It looked a little different, but uh, it's crazy to think it's been a year. And in fact, a very big part of the show, our good friend Robert, aka Roberts Pearson, has actually sent us a big package, a gift,
2: This guy. My box right here. Yes,
0: he's such a mensch. He sent us a gift. He sent us a package and a video, and we have both not opened it. I hope you didn't open it. I didn't open it.
2: I promise. I didn't open it.
0: We promised him we will open it at the very end of the program together and find out what is in this very large box.
2: He's done a fantastic job, right? Because it started as a guy, Robert, just drew the picture, Mm -hmm. and we're like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." So then we can he continued to draw the picture every week, the cartoon. And then he starts drawing it as uh our show uh in August. We redid the show and everything. And he's just, he's uh, he's become an integral part of what we yes. do at DC and Helwani. And honestly, Ariel, this show, it was so, it was so silly at times. Like, remember how silly it would get at times whenever there were no fights and there were no sports to discuss. So we just kind of talked and talked about things that was happening in the news. And man, I can't believe it. I, I was watching a clip the other day from the, the fake Helwani. How did I not know that? Like, How did I not pay attention? Those Didn't were no great memories. Those,
0: Those were really crazy. great memories. And that so hopefully memories. we'll get to do it for many, many more years to come. I look forward to the gift. I, I look forward to opening this later in the program. Of course, there's so much going on in the world of MMA, so we don't have time to talk about any other Special days, holidays. I, I I won't bring up the fact no that holidays it's, today. No, I can't. No time. Birthday, okay, anniversary. Okay. Won't bring up the fact that it's National Bavarian uh, Crepe Day, or <laughs> I mean, who, DC National West Virginia Day. I mean, who, oh,
2: I mean come on. Who did the QSP yesterday,
0: day. West Virginia? I mean, I mean. <laughs> uh, I'm not even gonna bring it up. I'm not even gonna bring it up. I'm not bringing it up. It's your birthday. It's your special you gotta, day.
2: You t- gotta stay. You gotta stay focused for once. For yeah. once.
0: To that point, it's national goof off day, but I'm not going to bring that up because we need to stay focused and we need to talk about a guy who uh, some might say is a bit of a goof off in his own right, Mr. Kevin Holland, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Okay, so let's start with Saturday night. Let's start with what Ooh. transpired at the Apex. Kevin Holland, Derek Brunson. This was billed in many respects as you know the breakout show now for now Kevin party. Holland, right? The coming out party. party. The man won five fights in seven months. In 2020, back end of 2020, was on the short list for 2020 Male Fighter of the Year. Here he is taking a step up in competition against Derek Brunson, a guy who, by the way, he called out. And quite frankly, it was never really close. Derek Brunson dominated that fight from start to finish, in large part due to the wrestling. And so let me ask you this, DC, because the big talking point after this fight was, Kevin Holland was a goof off. He didn't take it seriously. He talked too much. He, you know, he got exposed, all that stuff and more. Here's the big question from me to you at the very beginning of this fight, excuse me, of this conversation about this fight, which of course Brunson won the unanimous decision. Does that fight go any differently in your opinion? If Holland doesn't say a word, if he doesn't act a fool, if he doesn't talk smack, if he doesn't do all the other hijinks, do you think that fight goes any differently whatsoever? Because as you know, people are blaming him for that.
2: What a question. I mean, that's a great question. Um, and I never thought about that. Ariel, I can say I don't think so. Because he would have just been quietly getting taken down, right? Don't you think? I mean, he hasn't shown that ability yet, right, to defend those takedowns at that level. It's not like he was talking in the middle of getting taken down. He was trying to defend. He just doesn't have the knowledge of takedown defense That allowed him to stay up. So I don't think it made that much of a difference. I don't think if he was quiet, it would have made much of a difference. And honestly, Ariel, I know Kevin Holland now. We built a relationship. He was supposed to come out and train before the fight. They had the snowstorm in Texas. He ended up driving out to Vegas for a little bit, worked out there, never made it up to San Jose. So we talked. After the fight, I'm in the bed, you know, and I just text him, Kevin. He immediately writes back, I'm sorry. Immediately, he just writes back, I'm sorry. And I was like, don't apologize. I go, don't apologize. I said, it's what you do with what happens next. I said, "Now you have to improve. I go, take some time with your family and then find a way to improve and get better in the area that has proven to be an issue for you. He goes, absolutely. I go, he, I, he said, I feel like I let a lot of people down. I go, you didn't. I said, what you have to do now is continue to be a role model for the kids that are watching you and want to be like you. So we'll just fix it. That's it. That's all I told him. Just fix it. And so he said, you know what? You're right. I'm gonna get some time with my family, take a little bit of time, and I'll be up in San Jose very shortly. So he has the right attitude. But back to your question. No, it would not have been different because he doesn't really understand. Take down the fence at a level that would allow him to stop a guy like Derek Brunson, who is just a fantastic wrestler and a long-time veteran.
0: Okay, so then let me ask you this. And by the way, that, that vibes was something that he told me after the fight because I reached out to him to do an interview with him, which I'll do later today. And I said, I'm sorry, it went down that way. He said, don't be sorry. I'm just mad that I let everyone down. And so it's clear that he's hurting from this, mm-hmm. but maybe not for the same reasons that people may think. So let me ask you this. Can Kevin Holland realize his potential? Can he be a future contender slash champion mm-hmm as the same guy, or does he need to cut all that out in order to realize that potential?
2: You no, know, part of the reason Kevin Holland is viewed in the way that he is, is because of that, right? Initially he drove Dana crazy with being a big mouth. But then by the end of it, Dana was almost like into it, right? Yeah. He was entertained by Kevin Holland. That's why you saw Kevin Holland in a main event, but obviously he won five fights in a row too, obviously. But he there's so much to Kevin. So I believe that that part of his his personality has to continue and stay that way. Because it's funny. And you know what? It allows him to be so loose. I watch the best fighters in the world. World champions look so nervous when they step into the octagon. Kevin Holland is the most loose person I've ever seen going into a fight. And he has to keep that. But I'm telling you, it just boils down to him defending takedowns. And once he can do that, he will really... Put himself right back where he just was. And hey, there's no shame in losing to Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson is a stud. And this is the crazy thing about this fight. And Kevin Holland being winning all those fights in a row, talking in the way that he does, being entertaining. You forget about Derek Brunson a little bit. Yes. Because Derek Brunson is the lunch pail, blue collar guy that goes to work, gets the job done. So, When Kevin wins, he's the talk of the town because of how he acts. Kevin lost. He's still the talk of the town, and he lost. What about the guy that won the fight that doesn't say anything? So there's something to his personality that draws people in, and I believe Kevin needs to continue to be that way, but learn to wrestle.
0: So for whatever it's worth, I agree with everything you said. That fight goes no differently if he talks or doesn't talk. I think the fact that we are focusing on Kevin in the aftermath speaks to the kind of personality mm-hmm. he is and potential star he can be. It's also incredibly disrespectful to Derek Brunson, who is now on four in a row, who continues to be put in this spot to you know kind of Elevate build future stars. Yeah, off of his back, just happened with Edmund Shabazian, won via TKO in that fight third round. This time he derails the hype train that is Kevin Holland. DC, I noted this on, on Saturday night. We're now exactly this month, 10 year anniversary of Zufa buying strike force. You can make a very strong case that Derek Brunson is one of the final fighters who came over from that deal, who is still thriving in the UFC. He's on a winning streak. There's names like Masvidal left, Woodley's on the losing streak, Robbie Lawler's kind of you know teetering towards the end. There aren't that many names left. Derek Brunson, you can make a case, along with Masvidal, probably the most successful of the ones left. You know, Overeem's gone. We'll see what happens with Rockhold. That's a testament to this man who stumbled a couple times throughout his UFC career. And we don't talk about him enough. At your point, not flashy, doesn't talk, talk trash, doesn't have, you know, the crazy stuff. But ever since he went to South Florida and started working with those guys over at Sanford MMA, Henry Hoofding Company, he's turned into a viable threat at 185 pounds. So I don't like the fact that we're focusing on what Holland did or didn't do, because guess what? This fight goes the exact same way if Holland keeps his mouth closed the entire fight. That wasn't the problem here. The problem was Derek Brunson and his wrestling.
2: Derek Brunson's wrestling was just too much for him. And honestly, it's going to take some time for Kevin to develop the skills to defend those. And honestly, you know, we have already tried to address what he wants to do. Let's hope that he follows through on that and we can help. Because not only did I say it, all the guys on the team are like, yes, we can help this kid learn in that area. Because again, you have to be around great wrestlers that are going to take you down 100 times for you to get up 101 times. And then eventually all it'll be 100 attempts without you getting taken down and that's what Kevin Holland needs to beat a guy like Derek Brunson but Derek Brunson is no easy out so it's a credit to the athletes that he's fought that have defeated him and gone on to become champion right because he was in this spot with Robert Whitaker got beat Robert Whitaker became the champ he was in the spot with Israel Adesanya Israel beat him Israel became the champion so it's a, a, a difference in if you can get past Derek, opposed to fighting Derek Brunson, because Derek's no easy out for anyone. And I believe him calling out Paulo Costa is another opportunity for him to get a fight that he feels he can win. And once again, put himself closer to fighting for a championship. And you're absolutely right. They've, they've, they've outlasted every one of us, you know, Masvidal uh, Brunson, Luke, if he comes back. Everybody else is gone, bro. The old guards mm-hmm. like done, right? Like, Melendez, myself, Josh Thompson, all the guys that came over Ronda Rousey everybody overeem. That came over, overeem, uh cyborg like everybody's gone everybody's done with 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 MMA um at the highest level maybe not cyborg because she's the champ over in Bellator but we're all uh we're all done and yeah Anthony Smith
0: another fight. name who's still doing a little Anthony bit Smith uh,
2: doing well but he's not doing what Derek's doing no like, no he's no not doing what Brunson's doing the only one on the level of Brunson right now is Masvidal. Right. Because Masvidal is such a master star.
0: Now, did you feel at all guilty? Did you feel like you uh you you sort of abandoned young? Kevin Holland, I mean, there he is saying, you know, usually I ask DC for advice in between rounds. Where are you at? So he had to go to Khabib, who's sitting there. By the way, Habib streaming the fight on his phone next to Dana. I mean, you talk about a boss, this guy. And of course, we'll get to Habib later on. He is literally streaming the fight on his Instagram. I don't know for who. <laughs> right next to Dana. I mean, man, what a what a shock collar this guy is. But did you see that clip of him asking? And then Habib tells him a little bit of stuff and it worked.
2: Well, Habib goes pay attention. Derek right there. Like Derek's right there. Turn around. Like Derek's right there. Pay attention. Like, but that's another thing, right? That's another thing. And it's always difficult when you make, when we talk about these things on on Monday. And I told us to, I told us to Kevin on Monday, I go, you're going to have to hear a lot of things that you're not going to like, but ultimately let it motivate you. Um, I don't understand the relationship that Kevin has with his coaches Because at what point do they go sit your butt down Mm. and focus? Mm. Like, at what point do they grab you by the back and say, Kevin, you got to sit down and focus? We are down three rounds to zero. Like, focus. Yeah, enough. Yeah. Enough, right? Like, you know, this, this whole thing's cool. After round one, if I'm cornering Kevin Holland, I'm like, yo, man, chill. You have to fight and pay attention because this is not going good. And then after round two, then it's really time to get your foot and put a boot up his butt and get him on track. Because I don't know. I don't know when they said something to him about paying attention. Did they ever?
0: He was doing most of the talking in between. Exactly. Rounds.
2: So it's like, at what point does, and, and, and again, man, I know he has this great relationship with these coaches. They've gotten him all the way here, but at at some point, look, George St. Pierre, the great GSP said it last week. You cannot be the captain of your own ship as an athlete. You got to have someone in that place that can put you in your place when it needs to be. And I think Kevin needs that. Kevin needs someone to, cause I mean, man, after the first round, he's talking to Habib and him. And I'm like, is somebody going to say anything? Like point. nobody said nothing.
0: That's they a great just point. let
2: him go through the whole minute with no advice, no direction, no idea how to com- get it going back in the right way. And, that went on wrong after wrong after wrong.
0: That's a really great point. The, the one thing that I did not agree with in the aftermath was um, Dana White spoke to Kevin Ioli of Yahoo Sports, and and he said his assessment was that Kevin Allen had, as he put a quote unquote, a mental breakdown. He compared it to Oliver McCall and Lennox Lewis back in nineteen ninety seven. I don't know if you remember yeah, this I do, fight. I do. McCall's when I was crying, crying. I was kind
2: of turning away from him, crying like they don't yeah. want to fight anymore. Yeah this is
0: the, the the Kevin Holland we saw on Saturday is the same Kevin Holland that we were Man. celebrating after Jacare.
2: No, I understand, but I think, I think we'll see. There are times, and I see this with some of my athletes in wrestling where they'll be wrestling on the, con- the championship side of the bracket. They'll lose to someone they're not supposed to. And then in the backside, they are world beaters. There are times where the spotlight does get to you. And I think, Kevin just got into the game. Kevin has got this new superstardom. I think it did wear on him a little bit because you that's so? why he was that. Because that's why he was apologizing so like profusely mm. after the fight to everybody. He's like apologizing to people that really don't matter. I don't matter. You don't. He doesn't need to apologize to me. Like we don't have that good a relationship or that close a relationship where he should feel the need to apologize to me. Granted, I appreciate him, but you don't need to apologize to me. I'm a guy that just wants to help you. But it's like the pressure will do that to you at times. That's why you should applaud these guys that stay at the top for so long because dude, that light is burning. It that spotlight that you live under when you are at the top of the game, it is so hot and so high intensity that it's difficult. And I think Kevin's first time getting close to the fire may have been a little bit too much and now he has to learn from the experience. I agree I kind of agree cuz I felt like if, if it if it didn't if it didn't happen Ariel he would have somehow got back in to the game he would have got he would have tuned back in he just never tuned back in
0: okay so I mean we we don't need to argue the semantics and 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 the verbiage used but I'm just saying I don't think that was a mental breakdown maybe it was a lack of focus maybe the pressure got them the pressure getting to someone and and masking the anxiety with acting like, you know, a bit yes. of a showman, a clown. That's
2: exactly what it was. It's right. one
0: thing. But like Oliver McCall was crying in the ring. Like that, yeah, that was completely that that different.
2: I don't know. That, was, I, w- I I remember as a young man watching that. Oh, like, it was, it was hard to watch. Like why? Oh. We're college kids like laughing. Like why are we oh, laughing at this man going through all this? Like well, that's it was
0: why would you laugh it, at him? He was
2: having a breakdown. Like, dude, we've never seen anything like that, right? Yeah, you're that you're with a whole bunch of friends drinking beer and this is happening. Like what is going on? Yes, Kevin didn't do that but I think it's just a different, I I know what Dana's trying to say is what I'm saying to you. Like, I don't know if that's the right word, but I know what he's trying to say. Because for me, I felt the same thing. If he was, if he was not like, if his mind wasn't just like short circuiting, he would have tuned back in is what I'm trying to say.
0: Um, Another thing that was brought up in the aftermath, and I'm curious to get your take on this is, uh, should he move down to 170? Is he, he too small, is he man. too small for one eighty five? He's so skinny though. Like, so could skinny, he really right?
2: cut fifteen more pounds? Well, he weighed in at one eighty three, right? Yeah. So he only wait. He's, he's a little a couple pounds underweight, which is, right. you know. But he he looks he looks thin, especially when Derek would grab him. He looks real thin. And but do you remember he was gonna fight one seventy? He was gonna be a one seventy yeah. pounder. Yeah. But then he found success at middleweight and stayed there. So, I mean, he's got to consider it. But I think this kid can be a real star, man. He's a real, he's a real star. There are just parts of the game that you got to figure out. It's very clear that he needs to be in an area with a lot of great wrestlers and the place with the great wrestlers is here up in San Jose.
0: And so is he leaving his team? No, no, or... no, no. Okay. He's just going to work with you guys. This
2: is Just working on the off stuff. Right. Because dude, Travis Luter has done a fantastic job with this young man. Like he has gotten him to the point where where he where he is today. He's not leaving his team, but he just needs to supplement some of that wrestling stuff, right? And he lives in Texas. I'm from Louisiana. In the deep south, there's not the greatest wrestling. Mm-hmm. You gotta go find that wrestling. Get your hand, get grabbed by Habib, get grabbed by Kyle Crutchmer. get grabbed by Duran, get grabbed by all these good wrestlers. Islam Makachev. Like just getting grabbed by all these wrestlers will teach you how to uh, start defending. It's a different feel. Like you don't even, you have no idea. Like, people don't understand how difficult it is to defend a takedown. It's so hard, especially in a fight. And
0: so afterwards, Derek Brunson said, Hey, Paulo Costa, let's fight. Uh Holland's like, hey, Bilal Muhammad, let's fight. Um, we'll see what happens with him. I think he does need to kind of take a step back and, and not just try to jump back on the horse. Love the fact that he's But that's going another to,
2: fight, right? You go fight Bilal Muhammad, Bilal's trying to take you down too. Right?
0: Yeah, but no, of course.
2: You need time to. Develop that that skill. Some people, a striker needs a striker.
0: Next. Yep. Uh, some people might be thinking, hey, Paulo Costa, isn't he fighting April 17th? In case you missed the news, Paulo Costa is not fighting April 17th. It's now Robert Whitaker against uh, Kelvin Gaslam, which is actually my Kelvin opinion, who? Uh, Gastelem.
2: Gastelem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kelvin Gastelem. Don't get it right.
0: <laughs> and that's April 17th. So now the stakes are higher. For the uh, Darren Till versus Marvin Vittori fight, and of course, April 17th, Robert Whitaker versus Kelvin Gastelum, the fight that we didn't get two years ago, because I don't think Brunson's getting the next title shot. Obviously, Kevin isn't getting the next title shot, so we'll see what happens on April 10th on ABC. That's the next big middleweight fight between Darren Till and Marvin Vittori. One other thing that I wanted to mention about the card, and by the way, great performances by uh, Max Griffin, Adrian Yanez. Your boy, Ty Vasa with a great win as well. Grant Dawson with a tremendous win. Trevin Giles as well. Montel Jackson uh, did want to mention a bit of a scary scene on Friday with uh, Julia Stolyarenko on the uh, scale. She steps on the scale. She faints. She gets back up. She makes the weight 135 and a half and then faints again. Her fight was obviously canceled. Scary stuff. We've never seen, you know, a, a serious injury. Obviously, we've never seen a death in the UFC as a result to uh, weight cutting or any kind of injury whatsoever. But as someone who has been a part of the weight cutting scene for a very long time and has had his issues, when you see that, what do you think?
2: Gosh, man, it's hard to ask a wrestler stuff like that, right? Because for me, it's like I've seen, I've seen passing out right mm-hmm. i've seen guys like come i saw a guy come out of the world team trials one time because he was in the sauna working out and passed out and hit his head at the withdraw he's a world champion right mm-hmm. so i've seen people pass out and i understand that when you're cutting weight you're lightheaded you're very lightheaded right especially if you get up too fast so there's a lot of different reasons as to why she could have passed out very scary situation right decision uh to stop it but um man I I guess my reaction to it wasn't as severe as a lot of people because I've seen a lot of, a lot of weight cutting in my life. Like a lot of weight cutting from freaking 12 year old kids to 30 year old men and women. Like I've seen a lot of weight cutting and uh, you get lightheaded. I've had times where I've been cutting down to 205 and I've gotten up too quick and started to stagger backwards, but it just wasn't public. Right. So then I would just sit down, gather myself, go finish making the weight and then go fight. So it's, listen, weight cutting is very scary. I don't want to make it seem as though it's not a big deal, but, um, I've seen a lot of weight cutting. You know, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen some of your favorite fighters in the world go through some, some very severe weight cuts. And, uh, just because it's not public, you don't see it happening right before your eyes. So extreme weight cuts, man, are, are an issue. And, and, uh, you get lightheaded. It's literally, you just get lightheaded. Like you get lightheaded and you're like, Whoa, you fuzz out. And then you can put some cold water on your head. You can do something to kind of bring you back. And then once the fuzz kind of lifts, you don't get up as fast as you did last time. Like, so, and I'm not trying to be like, like kind of in kind of an inconsiderate or like, kind of like, I know it was serious, but bro, I've seen a lot of weight. Remember in 1997, you know, uh, they had to add weight to wrestling because a couple guys died cutting weight in saunas. They banned saunas from us because a couple guys died because they were taking creatine, which stores what makes you retain water and guys are trying to cut weight. And there's like a whole bunch of things, you know? So, uh, I've seen such extreme weight cutting that I'm glad she's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't make me like as go <gasps> like right. a lot of people do.
0: Well, you've been there. We haven't. Um, you just hope that the people in charge look at these situations and like the gloves last week continue to want to improve, yes, evolve, and help, and make sure that the uh, the athletes are as I got that from a nutritionist
2: possible. too. Like when they for when it happens, somebody was like, Wow, this reaction is crazy. It was like mm. it's almost like nobody's ever passed out before. But again, this nutritionist has seen so many extreme weight cuts that it's almost that happens, you know? so All right.
0: Uh, we uh, we wish her the best. We take a quick pause here and let you know that in a matter of seconds, we'll talk about the big Khabib Nurmagomedov announcement, but, uh, or quote-unquote, I should say, announcement, because he would say nothing was really announced. Passion,
2: drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Uh, Who would have thunk it? Midnight on, on a Thursday evening, we get the tweet. A great time to break news. Khabib Nurmagomedov, arguably the greatest of all time, has officially retired. Now, he would go on to say later on in the week, well, actually, I retired on October 24th um they were just trying to get me to unretire but here he is officially sticking to his guns and the important part of the information is the UFC is standing down they are not going to convince him anymore at least try to convince him he is no longer the lightweight champion the title is now vacant and there will be a, a a vacant title fight on May 15th between Michael Chandler and Charles Oliveira so there's a lot to unpack here but first let me ask you Khabib retiring did you think that they would be successful in convincing him.
2: He never wavered. Like when I would ask him personally, he never wavered. So I didn't know. But you know, when you saw the tweet where he met Lorenzo and it said, send me the location, yeah. I thought maybe that's when <laughs> he was going to fight. I was like, right. oh my goodness, he's going to fight. Um, but I guess he was saying, Dana, tell me where to meet you for dinner so we can have <laughs> this final conversation, I guess. Is that have no it? Because everyone
0: thought, they I had thought it meant, them.
2: okay, he's going to fight. You know, right. like, and, um, but with me personally, he never wavered. He always said, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. He never said that he was, uh, he was coming back. But like I said prior, you gotta try to convince him too, right? One of your biggest stars, just as when McGregor leaves, right? It seems like there is a void. Mm-hmm. It feels like that with Habib walking away. So as a promoter, you have to pursue that. But now it seems as though UFC is gonna move forward. And honestly, even if he decides in three, four years, he, uh, You know what? I do want to fight. He'll be 35 years old, yeah. 36 years old, right? You can stick him right back in the championship picture if that's what he desires to do. But I just think Habib is just so happy with his career, with his family, with everything that he's accomplished, that he, he's in a good place and he's okay with with being being done with fighting.
0: I want to be clear about this. I'm not ready to close the book on Habib Nurmagomedov, the active MMA fighter. I 100% believe that he has done and that he was done on that night and it would have been nice i think to leave him alone and let him ride off and that be sort of the end um i've been watching and covering combat sports enough to know that people do come back you know we we didn't think gsp would come back he did come back but i think right now he is 1000 percent sincere and i have so much respect for the fact that let's be honest they probably threw a boatload of money his way they probably threw every scenario possible they were open to everything why wouldn't you want Khabib? he is at his Absolute highest in terms of his popularity right now. For him to be comfortable and content with walking away and now assuming this role as coach and just being happy back home, it's a real beautiful thing. Like I was trying to equate it to other athletes who walked away on top. You know, Barry Sanders walked away when he was young, but he wasn't a champion. Lennox Lewis walked away when he was champion, but he had been through so much. To me, and I know this might upset people, the closest I can think of, the closest scenario to this scenario, the closest, don't roll your eyes. Don't roll your eyes. Michael
2: Jordan. You gonna say Michael Jordan? Is it not?
0: Is it not Michael <laughs> Jordan in '93, where you have a guy who it's it feels like he's a champion, but still has so much work? I'm not trying to yeah. call him the Michael Jordan of MMA, but this to me is the closest. Well, you can. His... Fair, but do you understand what I mean? In '93, oh, yeah. when Jordan walked away for the first time, he had just won his third straight championship. MVP was the man, was the face of the NBA, and he's like, I'm done. And also, you can't ignore the father, you know, comparison too. The, yes. Their fathers die- so it's an unbelievable thing. And I have a lot of respect for him doing it this way.
2: Yeah. You know, man, when he, Habib is a guy that when he says something good or bad, he generally stays in that lane. And that's one of the things that makes him so special, right? Is that he's a man of his word. He's a man of, of, uh, you know, his faith means the world to him. His family means the world to him. And, um, when, when he said he was retiring on that night and the reasons that he gave it, it felt hard to believe that he would be convinced to come back. And I think it just shows once again, man, that when someone, especially a guy in his position makes up his mind, nothing's gonna change that. And I don't know if there's ever been a time where Dana's put that much pressure on someone and they've actually been able to stand firm. So uh, all across the board though, man, everything was done. I, I like I said. I feel like the UFC did what they needed to do, and Habib just once again proves that he is just of a different breed than anything we've ever seen before.
0: I couldn't help but notice Luke Rockhold talking to TMZ a couple of days ago, saying that Habib said to him that he wants to uh, to coach Luke, and Luke's saying to TMZ he's trying to go after that Coach of the Year award in honor of his <laughs> dad, who was the one. Tell me, who was the one that now, said that was you,
2: dog? That was you. I mean, hey, listen though. Luke's going on. Hey, Luke's in Vegas now working out with the boys. So it'll be the first time. But Habib doesn't just coach, right? He actually trains full time still with the guys. So it's not like he's just sitting on the side coaching like me or Javier. You know, he he actually is in there rolling around doing jujitsu, sparring, doing everything with the guys. So that's the thing. Those are the things that are invaluable, you know, having those experiences with the champion in that way.
0: It's an incredible legacy. It's an incredible run. Twenty nine and zero. I mean, lost less than five rounds according to the judges um, in his entire UFC career. Just an amazing, an amazing legacy. And uh, you know, the 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 Nurmagomedov train continues to roll along. We've got Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov competing this weekend at UFC two sixty. But of course, the big you know. The other side of this coin, the big part of the story is okay. He walks away. They're standing down, and they've made this vacant title fight. And we were, you know, debating what are they going to do with May fifteenth because all the divisions were tied up. Lo and behold, Masvidal Nusman get put on April twenty fourth, and of course we'll get to them later in the program. But they do Oliveira versus Chandler for the vacant title mm-hmm. fight, and so I think we all agree. Yes, you needed to make a vacant title fight. The division needs to roll along, but you know, relaxed DC said it was going to be Chandler Gaethje. So what happened?
2: So, so, so here's the thing they got it right. It oh. should be Olivera. It that means should be it wrong. No, it should be Olivera, mm-hmm. right? I love the Chandler pick and I love Michael Chandler. I still believe it should be Gaethje. I really do. Wait, because, so wait a no, I'm saying I was wrong on the fight pick. Chandler mm-hmm. Gagey made all the sense in the world. Mm -hmm. I think Oliveira, because remember, he was the guy that we thought was out on an island. I think Oliveira should be in the title fight. I believe that when it boils down to Chandler Gaethje, me personally, just based on Gaethje losing to Habib in the last fight as the interim champion, I think he should have fought Oliveira for the belt. And I've said this from day one, Hmm. right, that no matter who fights for the belt, Justin Gaethje needs to be a part of that fight. I've said that, and I still believe it I mean if we really want to do things completely right there's no reason Dustin Poirier shouldn't just get the belt put on him right now
0: well I was just going to ask you because you, you know I'm saying like forgetting about Poirier a lot no, of fans no, I, are I, mad there are a lot a lot of them are mad that he's not a part of the title fight
2: but he's making a business decision to go and fight McGregor right right like because again at a point a, a, a fight is more valuable to, than a title right so it's like for Dustin Poirier, he makes more money. Dude, he makes more money to fight Conor McGregor than he probably makes to go and defend and win the belt. So 100%. if you want to do all things right, I would have just put the belt on him. But if you're not, and he's going to fight Conor, and then somebody else is going to fight for the belt, I don't know how Justin Gaethje isn't a part of that fight after winning the interim championship and then losing to Habib and Habib's last fight. And this is not – make. let me be clear – This is not a knock on Michael Chandler in no way, shape, or form. Michael Chandler is an absolute stud. I just don't understand how Gaethje is not a part of this fight in some way, shape, or form.
0: And Gaethje himself tweeted that he woke up on that morning thinking that he was fighting Michael Chandler. Um, Oh, he
2: did. So I was right, essentially.
0: You were right. By the way, I backed it too. Uh, According to my discussions with both sides, he thought now something happened, and I haven't quite been able to figure out what. But in the end, they went with Oliveira. By the way, I think the I think the fight that probably would have appeased everyone, as far as like meritocracy and who deserves to be fighting for the belt next, if Habib's not around, Oliveira Poirier. I think Oliveira oh, yeah. Poirier.
2: That's the one, That's right? The
0: one. That would be the one. Now, to your point, Poirier is going after Connor. Now, this whole thing unfortunately could blow up in his face. Because the Connor fight isn't done yet. Like they originally wanted Connor Poirier 3 to be May 15th, but having trouble with negotiations mm-hmm. and uh, it's a big time fight. So you expect these things to not be made exactly. very easily. But now is- you have three options for Connor. Now there's the other side of it because you have Gaethje. Poirier, Gaethje, and there's Nate Diaz too.
2: Yeah. So now Connor has options. But even if, even for Dustin but he wants Poirier. Poirier. He wants Poirier. He wants Poirier. Even for Dustin, poor, even for Dustin, as the negotiations take longer to come to terms, it allows McGregor more time to work on that one area. Remember what I told you a few weeks ago. It seems very quick for him to change mm. and be able to learn a defense to that outside leg kick in such a short period of time. But as the months pass, every day, Coach Kavanaugh and team, their Owen Roddy. They're, they're all working on different ways to try to counter what happened to him in the last fight. So, if I'm advising Poirier, I'm like, man, let's get this thing going mm. so I can get him before he starts to understand and learn how to counter what I had so much success with in the last fight.
0: I want the fans to know this. A lot of people are saying that the UFC screwed Dustin. The UFC didn't screw Dustin. No, there. Dustin, Dustin made a choice. He made this choice. Now,
2: it the could be right get... choice, though. Hey, 100%, no, right 100%. choice. The 100%. Abs- Dustin Poirier is making the right choice by going after the biggest fight because he goes and beats McGregor again. Whoever the champion is, and and this would suck if you're Justin Gaethje, right? Because now you're on the outside waiting for these two to become champion. The winner of that fight is going to fight Dustin Poirier or Conor McGregor, whoever wins the fight between those two. So it kind of puts Gaethje in a real tough situation.
0: Very tough because he's the odd man out now. There's no obvious... Matchup it's for so him. It's so
2: crazy because remember we thought it was going to be olivera olivera was on the outside.
0: Now, so like I said, he didn't get screwed. Poirier didn't get screwed. But where it's going to get really interesting now is now you have Gaethje on the sidelines who can be used as leverage to make the Poirier fight versus McGregor done. And there's also Diaz who's chomping at the bit. i But I'm Diaz really... will
2: never be used as leverage. He will and not. That's the one thing that won't happen. Nathan Diaz. Will not be used as leverage.
0: Well done on Nathan. No, but here's the thing: at some point, if the Poirier fight doesn't get done, and Connor doesn't want—I know this for a fact—doesn't want to replicate 2020 in the sense that he continues to get pushed to the end of the year push. He wants to fight three times this year. At some point, he might say because uh, Poirier's greatest ally right now is Connor. Connor's saying, "I want this guy." So they almost have to try and figure this out. But at some point, if he's like, "Yo, I'm not waiting anymore," now you start to look at the other guys, and you got a pretty good set of options there, like Nate Diaz. And uh, Justin Gaethje, things are gonna get really interesting. So they got the lightweight title fight done. Now I'm really curious to see what they do with Poirier, Gaethje, Connor, Diaz. It's a fun little situation to figure out at 155 pounds. All right, let's take another quick
1: break. You know, DC, we're so popular. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
0: Thank you very much to Manscaped and ZipRecruiter. One day we'll get it. One day we'll get it. Um, all right, so there was a flurry of fight announcement DC, because on the back end of the week, we had the Oliveira-Chandler um, fight news, which, by the way, Going back to H Town, site of the blazing hot Houston Rockets. I mean, I don't know oh, how they're going to. Uh, they're going to no, open please, this game. <laughs> please stop. The Toyota please Center on fire. I going
2: to talk about this, Doug. I clutch we talk City
0: about on fire. Twenty straight. Twenty straight. Uh, one on mission. Job. One yeah.
2: mission. I mean, <laughs> mission. all that hashtag. one mission. Hashtag. I won't say
0: twenty straight winning or losing. I'll just leave it at twenty straight, so you can pretend.
2: How's that even happen? Like, how's that? I mean, listen. We are now fully in the Cade Cunningham sweepstakes. We are fully in the Cade Cunningham sweepstakes, and, man. Yeah,
0: he'll, he'll have great. a lot of time to prepare for the draft. Um, so they're going to H-Town May 15th. They're going to Jacksonville almost exactly a year. You're confused by this. Did you wait, not hear the wait. news about Jacksonville? No, I didn't. Wait. <laughs> What's this We're look you're to, giving me?
2: They're going to Houston? You didn't, didn't I hear this? Houston? No.
0: Oliveira Chandler is in Houston, May 15th. what? Come on. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) You didn't know that? Where have you been? Listen, I'll give you a pass. Now we're just traveling? So now we're just traveling? You're just, you're free. You're free, baby.
2: Wait a minute. Wait, stop, stop. So we're not going to the Apex anymore?
0: I'm sorry to say, well, actually, this weekend, I hope you go to the Apex this weekend. This could be the last pay-per-view at the Apex for for a minute. Really?
2: 261,
0: April 24th. Surely you heard about this. Uh, Jacksonville, three title. I heard fights. about
2: Jacksonville. I didn't know Houston though.
0: It was your birthday weekend. I'll give you a pass. You were very busy. see <laughs> I check
2: out when I'm when I'm off. I check out like I'm completely out of the game. Well,
0: breaking news. Four days later, they're going to Houston <laughs> on May <laughs> on May 15th. But uh, we we talked about that. So let's talk about April 24th. They're going back to Jacksonville. This doesn't surprise me one bit. Once Florida said we're open for business, I knew they would try to go back to Jacksonville is to fans almost in
2: Houston. Fans in Houston.
0: Yes, fans. But they have Fans haven't...
2: too. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> they haven't announced the full capacity or not. But Dana has said in the past he's only going if if full capacity. So we'll find out. It is at the Toyota Center. Um April 24th, back to that. Masvidal Usman. Oh, what I was saying was. They wanted to repay, much like Dana said he was going to go to Tachi Palace when things open up in California. I think they wanted to repay Jacksonville because they opened up the arena back in uh, May of last year. So they couldn't have just gone. And this is known. I love the Rose Muniz yunus Lee wei fight is tremendous. Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade is tremendous. But I think they felt like they needed to stack the deck in order to get a full capacity 15,000 fans at this arena. And so what do you think of the fact that they're going with Masvidal versus Usman and a lot is made of the fact that, A, Masvidal is getting a title shot after not fighting since the Usman fight. Oh, quote-unquote, full camp. But really, it's not really a full camp. It's a month and a half away. So it's <laughs> like he's getting a full camp. Like, how do you feel about this? Because I see a lot of people upset that Masvidal got the nod and not someone like Colby or, you know, another top Walter White contender.
2: I like it. I mean, I like it. You know, we talked about this a few weeks ago, right? It's clearly the biggest fight that can be made at Walter White in a sense that uh, eyes is it the most competitive fight mm, the most competitive fight I think is Colby Covington every time versus Kamar Usman but Masvidal brings eyes Masvidal is a star um, he's a guy that people want to watch and Usman is healthy he's ready to compete and he wants to try and right the wrong of the last fight granted he won the fight 49 46 across the board but it wasn't as appealing as he would have wanted it to be with the rivalry that accompanies this fight so um I think it's a great fight I think I'm, I'm happy about the fight I think it's going to draw eyes they're both from Florida so the fight's in Florida it's 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 a big deal man and you got to stop getting hung up in the what oh, this guy lost and this guy won this guy lost at times, it just doesn't go like that. Like, we we talked about this last week with the Gustafson situation and other situations um, myself. Like, there's just a lot of different factors that play into title fights. And you can be sad about it. You can be okay about it. But there are times where it just works out in a certain way. Like, there's no other explanation as to why it works out that way. They look Honestly. at the board and say, you know what? I'm taking Masvidal. That's the guy.
0: Well, first of all, the champ called him out, so you yes. got to give the champ, you know, the respect. If if he's going to call out Masvidal and say that's the guy I want, then hey, listen to the champ. And by the way, it's the most lucrative of the the fights that yes. they can make. That's obviously not the only reason, but you know, he took the fight on a week's notice. He saved the day. I'm fine with rewarding him. By the way, you know what I love most about this? I love the fact that it's happening next month. Masvidal may not like it, but remember, the original plan was Ultimate Fighter, and then they'd fight late yeah, summer it was take fall. Oh, yeah, you it was, said
2: that last week. So you like to say, relax, D.C. was wrong. Yeah, last week you're all, that oh, was, the not happening until the fall. That so was the plan. Anyway, Listen, that was the plan. Ariel Everyone was, was talking wrong. about
0: it. Now, well, plans can or change. Or did
2: you know and you just weren't telling? No, them. no, no. I, I, I,
0: I, that, I said what I knew, but plans changed. They called the Audible because they decided to go to Jacksonville, and they realized that they needed that big – florida main event in the uh you know the top of the bill but here's the thing i love this because it's good news for colby it's good news for leon it's good news for wonder boy it's good news for Kesa. this division needs to to keep rolling right and so now we'll have a little more movement activity clarity and hey props to usman you know, he's going two and a half months between title fights. This isn't the norm these days for UFC champions, right? So he fought in mid-February. He's fighting a little over two months later in uh, April. So I, I like this very much, and, and what a great card. I mean, those three title fights are phenomenal. So everyone and was, like, bellyaching. Like belly
2: title fights, three title fights on multiple cards back-to-back, and they would have had two if not for Volkanovsky. But I spoke to Usman on the morning the fight got announced. He was in Vegas about to train with all the guys. Mm. At the end of the day, I asked Ali, is Usman going back to Colorado? He goes, he's already there. So like the dude knew, mm. but he understands right back to Trevor Whitman, right back to getting back locked in and in tune to go and defend this belt against Jorge Masvidal it's gonna we'll
0: be great. scoops. Look at you getting scooped.
2: It's not a scoop. I was talking to him on the phone, just you know, no, just my that's the
0: reporter today. in you. I like it. You're asking questions, you're trying to find things out. That's good. That's good.
2: Oh, okay. Starting Pretty to rub off. No, you. I'm Thank
0: giving you. you props, dog. You're helping me you. out, dog. Um, and then in addition to that, they they make the Corey Sanhagen, TJ Dillashaw fight, the Cody Garbrand, Rob Font fight. We could talk about those all on the fights. same card. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's in say, May. Come
2: on, man. That's
0: in May. We'll have time to talk about those fights, but uh that I mean Cody versus Uh, excuse me, not Cody. Well, the Cody fight is great, but the Corey fight, Corey Sanhagen versus TJ Dillashaw, is just tremendous. Yeah, it's just tremendous. Um, So for now though, let's focus a little bit on UFC 260, because that is the next one. Mm -hmm. It's coming up this weekend. It's a fight that is uh, I'm sure of great interest to you because you're the last guy to fight Stipe. You'll be calling it, by the way, what's it gonna feel like to call a Stipe fight after going through all of that with him?
2: Nothing, it'll feel just like normal. I've called Stipe's fights before. I went to Cleveland and interviewed Stepe. You know, I know sure. it was all prior to yeah. us fighting, but the reality is, man, as I look back on that and 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 who Miocic is as a person and everything, I don't, it's not not a big deal to me. No bad blood. Guy's a good dude, fantastic fighter, great father, great husband. And um yeah, I'm excited to go watch him compete and see if he can hold off Francis. It's gonna be it's gonna be tremendous. I, I have no like honestly. No ill will towards Stepe. Hell, probably get a detail on Stepe. You won't get any like th- there won't be any DC footage in there. I mean, I've seen oh, enough that of that would be this week. I mean, it's just con- <laughs> constantly seeing footage of footage of me getting beat all week as the guy gets ready to fight. But um, yeah, no ill will towards Stepe, man. It is what it is. The guy won the fight.
0: Happy to hear that. Not surprised. Uh, in fact, I spoke to A late last week, and it's an interview that'll be coming out tomorrow. Sort of one of those like. Fancy ones that we're doing in this yeah, yeah. digital era, like I did it with Connor and Izzy. So good to give the well, chance. Your
2: a champ. face look all shiny. Your face look all shiny on that one too.
0: What, I don't know what you mean. About sometimes the shiny. you
2: just put Vaseline all over your face oh, when you go wow. to interview people. Like Damn. your face look all shiny. Like oily? Yeah, he looked oily. I'm like, what, is, what are you what wow, are you doing okay. to your face? They uh, think it they ESPN thinks you're too good looking. so then they wow. start like the you know, they start pixelating oh. your face a little bit.
0: Okay. Wow. I didn't uh <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Now I'm going to be even more self-conscious. No, uh, uh, the only reason I brought that up, by the way, thank you for making me feel bad, is uh, (laughs) I asked him about you and he echoed your sentiments saying, no bad blood, father, legend. He'll shake your hand when he sees you. So it's nice to see that you guys, he tried to downplay the whole thing. I was like, Steve, I mean, I'm no fool. There was bad blood at one point. Like you were mad. Like I felt
2: that way too, right? Right. I was very frustrated when I lost the second fight and it took so long for the third fight to happen. right just what it is man whenever whenever two guys want to fight and they want to be champion that's is what it is but I'm glad it was tied to him instead of somebody else
0: so this time he's fighting Francis great to see that mm-hmm. Francis is getting that title shot once and for all of course we found out the bad news on Saturday no Volkanovski or Ortega Volkanovsky has covid it sucks when you're an Australian fighter because you have to go through the whole quarantine process again so maybe we'll see it in the late spring early summer we hope if he makes a a full recovery we wish him the best but yes
2: is he here? Is he in the U.S.? He's in or Las is he,
0: Vegas. Yeah, he's already in Las Vegas. Why wouldn't Be- he
2: just stay here? He should just stay. I mean, because if he goes back, right, did it take Dan Hooker like six weeks to get back into the country? Well, Dan
0: Hooker is New Zealand. He's Australia. So the rules are a little different. Okay. But yes, okay. I mean, uh, his teammate Brad Riddell was forced off the card this past weekend against Gregory Gillespie. So I think he's going to go home, and then he's going to try to do it again later on this year. But this fight, this main event, is so great. I remember the first fight in Boston. You were the co-main. You versus Vulcan Demir. That headliner. first round.
2: Co-headliner.
0: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, same thing, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Fair enough. Because sometimes co-main gets used a little bit too freely. Yeah. I gave the first round of Francis versus Stipe my, my round of the year award for 2018. They went crazy. Everyone thought I was crazy for saying, but DC, the tension. Remember, because because Francis was coming off the Overeem knockout. Everyone thought that he was going to knock Stipe's head off into the third row. He <laughs> weather's the storm and then wins the fight. And again, DC. I don't know if you saw this. Again, Stipe's the underdog, the betting underdog going into this fight. This is crazy to me.
2: That happens. That happens. though. these the the the, the public, they fall in love with the knockout, mm. right? And it happens, right? Like. Honestly, I was an underdog against Rumble twice, right? So it's like, it just happens when a guy looks- Even the second time. Even the second time, I was the underdog against Rumble. So it's like, when you get a guy like Stipe, right? Who's kind of blue collar, right? And he doesn't just knock people out. You watch Francis and Francis is like, you're just waiting for the dynamite to explode. And once the dynamite explodes, it's over. He had Stipe hurt a couple times in that first round too. Stipe walked through some big shots to get takedowns. And I don't know if he can do that again this weekend. He has to be very careful taking some of the shots he took against Francis in the first fight, because man, that could put his lights out. Fascinating fight. I want to see what improvements Francis has made. Cause now it's three years, right? Mm. 2018, January mm-hmm. to 21 in, 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 April, in, March, three years for Francis to get better. Not much time spent in the octagon. Right. So what happens to Francis and Ganu when the fight gets long? What happens if he can't put Miocic out of there? And Miocic is as tough and durable as they come. What happens to Francis? Does those memories of that fatigue that he felt back in Boston start to set in and start to reshow themselves? How does he combat that? And how does Stipe approach this big dude in a smaller octagon where he knows what's going to happen early? He knows that Ngannou is going to explode into him. How does he weather the storm again? There are a, there are a number of factors and storylines going into this fight, and I think it's crazy because if Francis Ngannou becomes a champion with his fighting style, we may see a heavyweight champion with star appeal mm. in the UFC that we have not seen since, I mean, Who? Who's the last heavyweight champ to just really, truly capture the imagination of the general public, the sports world? Have we ever had one?
0: Yeah, well, we've had greats. Obviously, Cain Velasquez. We've had great
2: ones. I'm saying, Kipe, who's the uh, next guy that I'm not talking about just being a great champion and, and known. I'm Brock, talking about Brock. 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 Brock yeah. Lesnar was the last guy that truly just captured right. the imagination of the entire sports world, a guy that everybody just wanted to see. Right. With Francis in fighting style, if he can become the champ, everybody's going to tune in because he's so massive. He's not normal. People want their heavyweight champion to not be normal. And I'm not calling a normal. He's a big guy but he's not hulking and he doesn't mm. knock people out in 10 seconds. And he's not, he doesn't have clips of knocking over him's head to the moon mm-hmm. and you know, he just doesn't have those clips. So if this dude, this dude is on the cusp of something very big, but with all that aerial comes pressure. Mm. How's he going to handle that pressure when Miocic is in his face? Cause Miocic is a dog.
0: And, and to that point, talk about stakes not only is he fighting for the heavyweight title, not only is Stipe fighting to defend the title, the winner gets John Jones in Mm -hmm. the highly anticipated heavyweight debut. I mean, like that is very rare where you have that guy who's one of the greatest of all times just waiting there Mm -hmm. for his heavyweight debut. I mean, there's so much at stake here for both guys. We're talking about life-changing money, life-changing fights. This is a massive fight taking place in the smaller cage, by the way, the Apex as opposed to TD Garden three years ago. Who has improved more in your opinion, over the past three years? Francis or Stipe?
2: I think has gotten better. Interesting. Stipe got, Stipe got better from our first fight. Actually, not from our first fight. From our second fight to the third fight, Stipe got better. He actually was better in there when we fought back in August, opposed to the second time. He just had different movements. He felt a little quicker. He still hit as hard. He just felt like he had gotten a lot better. And how do we gauge Francis' improvements? Yeah. When... He lost to Stipe and then went right back to doing exactly what he was doing before. I don't train with him. I don't get to see him on a day-to-day basis. I can talk to Eric Nitzik, and Eric says he's gotten better. And the rest of his coaching staff, Dewey, said he's gotten better. But it's like, how do we gauge that when we don't see it? He's, I mean, how long has he fought? Two minutes? Since yeah, he got it's crazy. four or five. Like, like, he did have
0: the loss to Derrick Lewis that changed everything. Well, he and did
2: then... lose, he lose to Derrick Lewis. But even in the Derrick Lewis fight, right? He looked tentative, looked a yeah, little was... bit afraid, didn't fight well but it's like how do we gauge his improvements we don't but I can gauge Stipe's improvements Mm -hmm. from experience right from the first fight to the second fight where first fight was a good first fight I knocked him out second fight I beat him up the whole time and then he actually knocked me out third fight he came back and won a decision I never would have thought he could have won a decision but because of his improvements this dude's gotten better he's gotten a lot better since we in between those fights that we had
0: and yet he's still the underdog slimmer Stipe as well which I like uh, I,
2: I hope I hope is a little bigger this mm. weekend going into the Nganu fight. He's going to need think? a little more weight. What do you want? I, I hope for Stipe Miocic, 240. If he's 230 light like he was against me, I think he got so small because of the hand speed. He needed to try to match the speed. With Ngannou. you need to be bigger. Because if he's 230 trying to take mm. down that big man over and over again, he's going to get tired. Um, but listen, I have no horse in the race. I don't care who wins. But I do believe that Miocic is a dog, and I believe that Francis is standing at the doorstep of just global superstardom. And man, it's so intriguing.
0: Francis versus John would be huge. Stipe versus John—I mean, you have the arguably greatest heavyweight champion of all time against the greatest light heavyweight champion of all time. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if Francis wins
2: against Stipe and Francis fights John Jones and wins? Like, what type of star this man would be? Like, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. In addition
0: to that. A potential do-or-die fight for Tyron Woodley against Vicente Luque. I mean, you can make a very strong case. This could be it if he loses this fight, given the last few performances. Sean O'Malley returning after his loss not that long ago against uh, the very tough Thomas Almeida. So a lot to like at UFC 260. What, why'd you give me that face?
2: I thought he lost to Chito Vera.
0: No, no, no. I, I Look, there was a comma there.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. He's okay. fighting
0: Thomas Almeida. Thomas Almeida against
2: Thomas Almeida. He said yes, against yes. his last loss against Thomas Almeida. I was like, no, oh, no, no. After oh, his oh, last
0: oh. loss, comma against Thomas Almeida. Okay.
2: Again, against Thomas. Yes, yes yes, okay, yes, yes, yes. Okay. I got.
0: It, I got. It. I got. It. Uh, but yes, the main event. I mean, look. You know. Uh, Thanks in large part to you, we just didn't get a lot of heavyweight title fights over the last three years. So it it's nice. My, it wasn't
2: my fault. <laughs> hey, when well, you got two old guys fighting, man, we can't be fighting each other too soon, you know? Uh,
0: uh yeah, I'm I'm nervous for Woodley. I I hope, uh, you know, look, I won't lie, hey, I, I like Tyron. I, yeah, I I just I just hope he represents himself right, like that. He doesn't walk away from this fight and say I didn't pull the trigger like the last one.
2: I got to be honest with you, man. Like I wasn't mad at Tyron in the Gilbert Burns fight. I hmm. thought he fought hard. I thought he never gave up on himself. I thought he got discouraged against Colby Covington, but who mm. doesn't get discouraged against Colby Covington if you're not Kamaru Usman? We saw RDA get discouraged. We saw everybody get discouraged against Colby. What I hope is that Tyron finds a way, like you said, to fight well because we've seen recently that champions are now getting uh champions. Champ- former yeah, champion. former champions, JDS Overeem, like we've seen some big name guys get Pettis, released to have bigger contracts. away, yeah. And uh, Woodley might be in that spot.
0: Yeah. So, like I said, do or die for Tyron Woodley. Uh, speaking of great wrestlers turned MMA fighters, I will be. I'll be honest. I'm not a big NCAA wrestling fan. You know this. I have a lot of respect and love for it because right. of you and so many others that came from D1, D2, D3 wrestling. I don't really watch March Madness. I I, I think or Madness. I think Madness. it's I think it's ludicrous, beyond ludicrous. I think it's the dumbest thing that I've ever seen that they do it at the same time as the first weekend of the NCAA basketball <laughs> tournament. It is absolutely insane to me that they do it at the same time. Like why not have your own set of days? Why would you go ahead? It's it's insane to me. Wait DC. a minute, wait a minute. It gets what me so mad? Here? What are you oh, wait, doing here? No. Are but, you
2: insulting wrestling?
0: But what, no, what wait, I want to say. Wait see, a
2: minute, wait, wait a minute. What are you doing I want to get into it, it. started so good. Yes. And then all of a sudden you're like, it's insane. It's, it's insane. insane. No, what I want to ask you what, is What is this? happening here?
0: Who won this weekend that is going to be a future MMA star? I want you to tell me about who won this weekend that we need to know about.
2: Um, AJ Ferrari? Freshmen, in that tournament, AJ Ferrari. AJ Ferrari. Just the Oklahoma State Cowboy freshman will now have an opportunity to be a five-time NCAA champion and... Has the personality? Has the look? Has the spirit? And um, he could be a good fighter. AJ Ferrari could definitely be Gable Stevenson, the heavyweight that is. I mean, did you see him win that championship? and go and do that, see that backflip? Did I you? See no, it was on. It was one of the sports in the top ten moments because oh. that two hundred and sixty-five pound man did a big. Uh, I mean, he got he defied gravity with his backflip. So I think Gable Stevenson. And AJ Ferrari are two guys that could be um, great MMA fighters. Can I can I add something real quick? Can yeah. I add something real quick while Please. we're on it? Congratulations to the Iowa Hawkeyes on winning a national championship. Um, but the biggest story coming out of the NCAA tournament was probably Stanford Wrestling, right? Please. Stanford Wrestling has been around for over 100 years. They are dropping the program. This is a program that has won Pac-12 championships, have produced national champs in All-Americans. Shane Griffith became a national champion last weekend. Ariel, wearing a black singlet. Amazing. His coaches are all in black because it's like they were going to a funeral. Their program's getting dropped. Their alumni, Ariel, and their boosters have raised over $12 million to self-fund the program. But for some reason, the university is not willing to budge. This is a travesty to sport, and for anyone that listens to this or have seen a great wrestler from the universe, from Stanford University, please go and tweet Save Stanford Wrestling because these young men at this proud university deserve an opportunity from Shane Griffith to Real Woods to Jaden Abbas to all these great little athletes that deserve to get that high-level education and wrestle for the school that they chose. They deserve a chance. And man, I am hoping that this thing gets Reverse and this program gets saved because in a black uniform, aerial, the coaches are in all black. The, the, I mean, it looked like a funeral. And mm. then there's this great photo of the assistant coach after Shane wins that national champion, only the second championship in the program's history. He goes to a dark corner in the, in, in the arena to sit and kind of like release all the, the sadness. And guess who's back there already? One of the other coaches in all black with his hands in his head. He's just sitting there like I mean, Ray Blake and Alex Tirapelli, these guys were just sitting there like, wow, if this is how it ends, I mean, the arena was yelling, bring back Stanford, bring back wow. Stanford the whole time. It was it, it was inspiring, man. And I hope somehow this gets fixed. It's the closest school to where I live at. And um, they deserve to have a chance.
0: Well, thanks to people like you. I learned about this. I didn't know about it. I saw the tweets. Um, so I hope, and, and I retweeted yours. I'm going to start my own campaign. I want these seats to start calling the ncaa ah. wrestling I, I mean i can't believe you work for espn why aren't you why aren't you in st louis like i mean you're like one of the most famous you know <laughs> collegiate athletes from wrestling turn pro athletes and now you know you you host the fastest growing ch- i mean like it's crazy that you're not there doing that shout out to that dude who won without acls i don't know how he did that
2: Vincent um, lee dog he's a three-time I mean, national champ no acl crazy. That's crazy
0: that is crazy uh so anyway I, I hope that it all gets worked out for uh stanford wrestling and and i pre i i like it i'm just saying it's crazy to me that it's the same weekend as the ncaa basketball oh, like oh,
2: wait, oh you're doing it again it's, it's ludicrous good. it's
0: ludicrous i mean like do but, it tuesday honestly, wednesday thursday do it when there's but, no games
2: but, but honestly but honestly the ratings for the wrestling tournament are bigger than they've ever been in in, in the history of wrestling just
0: imagine how much bigger it could be if you have like the likes of Ariel Hawani tweeting. You're not about watching. Be, like,
2: you're not watching the NCAA wrestling tournament Aaron. Why you not? Gotta, regardless, you're not going to watch. Cause I, I texted you on Thursday. Like, Hey man, check out a couple of these matches. I'm busy. Good I'm gym. watching
0: basketball. I'm sorry. I'm busy. All right. Anyway. Um, congratulations to them. Congratulations to us, DC. Now time for the highly anticipated gift opening segment. Shall we do this? Now, again, this. this is courtesy of our friend, Robert. I'm still not sure if it's Robert or Roberts. It's Roberts. Roberts Pearson, the man who draws those great pictures for our show each and every week, who's a very important part of the team. Um, And uh, we out of the kindness of his heart, did it. Now an official member of the team, if you know what I'm saying, sent us both a package and said, please don't open it until we're live on the show right now, opening in front of you. So I have mine open right here. You have yours open. We're gonna do this, right?
2: All right, I'm opening my box right now. I'm opening my.
0: This is like, oh my There's god!
2: Packaging here, boy! Wow, this is nuts. You got it?
0: I just. Oh my god!
2: Oh, what,
0: what is, is this? this? Oh, what? This what? is crazy! Let's
2: go. look at this! Let's go. wow!
0: <laughs> Yo, what? The ESPN broadcast tag team champions of the world. <laughs>
2: You know what I'm saying, though. I'm putting this on right here. Look at this. Hey, you know what I'm saying? The this Harlem is incredible. Heat, the Harlem heat, the Harlem heat has entered the building. Hey, put it over your shoulder.
0: No, this is how the cool people seven. wear it. This is how the cool people wear it. Okay, I mean, Listen, for all the people who said I wouldn't amount to anything, for all the people that said this show would never be nothing, for all the haters, you know Yo, who I'm talking Ariel, about.
2: Ariel, Ariel, if you look at it closely, this, look, oh, look! 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 Is the is the American flag? It's the Canadian wow. flag on the front. Look on the sides. They got the DC and Hawaii logos. Let's go.
0: This is Let's nuts. Go. Okay, now this is no. this is a shoot right here, DC. We have both not seen this. This is the first time we see seen it.
2: This thing. I had no idea what it was. DC, Yo,
0: would you say top three coolest gifts that anyone has ever given you?
2: This is actually one of the best gifts I've ever. I mean, I've never. I've ever and seen. it's like a
0: legit belt.
2: It's nice, dog. It's Wait, nice, there's dog. more. There's a hat. Oh wait, there's
0: more in the box. There's actually more in. Oh my god, there's a ton more DC. There's a ton more, Daniel. There's a ton more. Oh
2: my
1: goodness,
2: like Chris Martin. Hold on.
0: We got his shirt, digital media in a very familiar um, please, font please, here. Please, I mean, there's. Just,
2: please give me. Oh my,
0: my goodness. God, there's just a ton of stuff here. Oh
2: my goodness. Let's go. Wow t-shirts oh my god there's t-shirts there's everything
0: you got to say i mean robert robert pearson an absolute this is the coolest thing and by the way uh he has sent us a video dc he has sent us a video in honor of this great moment so let's take a look at this video right now as we uh continue to marvel at this incredible gift DC, Ariel, it's your favorite graphics guy, Roberts Pearson here, and I wanted to congratulate you on one year in the books, but I wanted to do something special, and I figure, hey, one year worth of shows, what better reason than that to crown you the first ever official undefeated and undisputed ESPN broadcast tag team champions of the world. Shout out to my guy, Andrew, over at Wildcat Championship Belts for making these beautiful puppies. And you fellas should have them by now, so I can't wait to see them around your waist. Congratulations on one year, and here's to many more.
2: Oh, man. This guy, and man. And ESPN broadcast tag team champions of the world, D.C. and Ariel Hell, what?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, <laughs> <laughs> the ESPN hey.
2: tag team champion Hey of the world. Hey. The Big ball, you, hey, ball your head and pay homage to the yeah. champs. I mean, come hey. on.
0: Hey, Josh Thompson, what do you have over there? Yeah, hey, Josh, I mean, Hey, Josh, Josh,
2: where are your belts? I mean, yeah. come on. You come at the Kings. You come at the Kings. Everyone you come said, at the Kings.
0: I would amount to nothing right here. This says it all right here.
2: This man, is the I'm coolest. You DC, to... is
0: this, this a greater literally... moment than when you got the light heavyweight title for the first time? This
2: is, it feels good because it's unexpected, right? It's, yes. It's, just, it's nice, man. This is nice.
0: This man, by the way, let me just say something quickly about Roberts, um, a.k.a. Robert. A.K. Mr. Pearson. You saw next to him, I actually have the, the, the picture up on my wall over here, longtime MMA hour viewer, just yeah. a guy. And you meet cool people along the way doing this job, right? People write you, yeah, sure, you meet some creeps, but you meet way cooler people like him. And the fact that he would do this, go out of his way. By the way, the fact that he did that picture a year ago, I really think helped the show gain some personality mm-hmm. and the fans love it. But this is just an amazingly next thoughtful level. gift. And this next is, level. I mean-
2: and I don't know. Honestly, like you said, Ariel, there are way better people in this game, man. So many fans and people that just support you and what you do in your career. We love you guys. And Roberts, you are the man, bro. Like, seriously, <laughs> this is one of my case. I'm I don't know if DC was
0: more excited getting this or winning the heavyweight title when you beat Speed. I mean, Steve this A. was
2: crazy. Like, I, could, <laughs> I can't believe it. I had no idea what it was.
0: I thought it was going to be like a nice little picture or something that he drew I for it us, was right? A
2: I thought he would have given us the one with all the drawings, which would have been fantastic. Yeah, like this here. I mean, people want to t- come at the Kings. I mean, <laughs> come at the Kings, dog. Come by the way, the by the way,
0: by the way, Stephen A. Kellerman. Hey, I mean, Kellerman, Swagoo.
2: Stephen A. You want Swagoo. some of this? Hey, Ooh. I'm gonna see. Hey, I'm gonna see Swaggu next month at the Louisiana Hall of Fame. I'm coming with this. Yeah, you
0: know, uh, Jalen, Jacoby, hey, who else? Jaylen who are Jacoby. the other Jabrons? Next
2: time, next time, hey, next time we're on Get Up. Next time we're on Get Up. We're bringing the titles. We're bringing the titles. Feeney. who else? Anybody? Who else? Who wants it, Jeremy? Clark, oh yeah. Ryan Clark, you want to? Hey, Ryan Clark's like talking about. You know what? If VC said it, it must be true. You know why? Because I'm the champ, RC. Because I'm the champ. Lewis I'm Riddick.
0: Champ. I mean, who That's else? Good. Who wants some of this? They can who all get it. Each and every one of them. They can what just line up.
2: What y'all belt said?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh man. Shh. Ryan, nice, boy, Robin, Crimson, Crown me
0: all right we got to go dc we do. uh yeah we got to go we this is it more. <laughs> brag
2: more like is there any way to brag more like, uh just 30 seconds <laughs> i'm
0: just going to do the rest of the show for as long as this show exists every single week with this around my uh my shoulder no. maybe around my we neck would like
2: a p- i want this drawn into my background i want this into my background because i am the champ we're the champs
0: mr pearson you are the man everyone who has supported us we appreciate you entire production team back there we appreciate you as well let's do this for many more years to come for now though we are out of time enjoy ufc 260 safe travels to las vegas dc thanks everyone who continues to rate download subscribe and review thanks to our sponsors as well back next week save time and place till then we say peace tag team champs signing off we're out of here